Welcome to Joyful Eating. I'm your host, Jules Clancy, a former food scientist and winemaker turned cookbook author and health coach. I've discovered a simple way to have a joyful relationship with food without sacrificing pleasure or my waistline, and I can help you get there too. Listen on to find out how. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 11 of the Joyful Eating Podcast. So today we're going to be talking about the fascinating topic of psychological hunger. And in terms of what we're going to do today, I'll just tell, start with the story of how I discovered this, this whole concept. Then we'll talk about like what psychological hunger is and how I think about psychological hunger. I'll talk about you know how to manage psychological hunger and what to do instead with it. And of course, we'll finish off with a key takeaway at the end. So you'll have a good nugget of exactly how you can apply this to your life. So the story behind uh, how I discovered psychological hunger. So actually a friend of mine, Daria Rose, shared an article a few years ago uh, that was written by a man called Michael Graziano, who's a neuroscientist, a novelist, and a composer. At the time, he was professor of neuroscience at Princeton University in New Jersey. He may still be. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if he's still there or not. But anyway, he's a he's a psychologist, and he wrote this article called. It was called the Hunger Mood, and the subline was subheading was you know hunger isn't in your stomach or your blood sugar levels. It's in your mind, and it's where we need to shape up. And so in the article, he spoke about his own experiment that he did on himself. And over eight months, he was able to lose 50 pounds, no dramas, really easily. And how he did it was he had this theory that actually hunger is like there's a psychological component to hunger. And it's that when we actually try and eat less, so if we go on a diet and we try restricting because we want to lose weight, the psychology of it, it actually makes us end up eating more. And so his theory was, okay, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to eat as much as I want at mealtimes. I'm not going to snack, but I'm just at meals. I'm going to make sure I feel really satisfied at the end of my meals. And he also did a bit of experimenting around the types of food he was going to eat. So he decided to he called it the not death carb high uh, or not high death carb, I think it was, you know, modern diet where you're having like toast for breakfast, sandwich for lunch, pasta for dinner. But he, so he was, you know, moderately low carb and, but not, you know, keto or anything crazy low. And he also said he went, was allowed, allowed himself to have a bit more fat to balance out that carbs. And the key message was that he was eating as much as he wanted at mealtimes. And he said, you know, within eight months, the weight just melted off. It was like one of the easiest things he's ever done. So, and that really stuck with me. Like, I think it's so true because if you think about it, the people that struggle with their weight are always trying to eat less. Like, that's what we're told to do. If you want to, if you want to lose weight, you've got to eat less. And that's the problem is that we get into this trap of trying to eat, restricting, trying to eat less at mealtimes, which then stokes our psychological hunger. As Michael Graziano, he calls it the hunger tiger. He's like, it's like poking a tiger with a hungry with a stick like it just if you keep eating less you're just like asking for your appetite to grow so yeah like I think and that's really interesting because if you think about someone who's naturally healthy who doesn't struggle with their weight they're never trying to eat less so they don't even they don't get into this spiral of psychological hunger because they're allowing themselves to eat as much as they want at mealtimes. And it really is, that's the difference between people who struggle with their weight and people that don't, is that then the people that struggle with their weight are trying to eat less, causing this psychological pattern to kick in, which it, it's pretty counterintuitive. But if you just think about it yourself and observe people in the world, it's so true. 
So what is psychological hunger? So really, you know, it's it's one specific type of hunger and I see it as different from physical hunger. Like that's, yeah. And also, and there's also the other type of hunger is emotional hunger. So that's when you, you know, craving food to buffer with like, so that you're not feeling emotions. And then there's physical hunger where you, you know, your stomach's gurgling and you're you know, literally got that hunger. Um, but this psychological hunger, it's more of a subtle thing, but it, it's very important. And I, I don't think it, it's really been studied or it's really well understood, uh, but it's something that can make a big difference. And it really is driven by this whole cycle of restriction. And then our brains just go, hang on, you know, we're trying to eat less. And then, you know, it wants to counteract that because it's, it thinks of, if we're trying to eat less that we're going to die, of course. So it makes sense that we have that mechanism in place. And it's why dieting doesn't work. It's actually not the diets themselves. It's the restriction involved in dieting increases your psychological hunger. And you feel it as an urge to have more and more and more and like just not feeling satisfied by different amounts of food. Like you're just wanting more food. And it's generally, I think, psychological hunger. It's not really related to a specific food. Like like emotional hunger is like, you know, you just want cookies or you just want cake or whatever it is. Um, I think psychological hunger tends to be more about quantity. You just want a lot of food um, and not necessarily quality. And the kind of thoughts that are, that go with this, uh, thoughts around, you know, I've been so good, you know, I deserve more. I want, I want, I want, I want, yeah. And this isn't enough. Yeah. Those types of thoughts tend to go along with psychological hunger. So how I personally think about psychological hunger is that I really focus on eating enough. So I really focus on finding that sweet spot of where I feel satisfied at meals. And I generally find that sweet spot of feeling satisfied and maybe even go a little bit over to make sure that I'm, I'm definitely having enough. And the other way I think about psychological hunger is that, you know, it still is a useful tool that can be telling me something, you know, just like, you know, we have a lot of fear around hunger and really it's just a mechanism of our body to help keep us alive. Um, you know, I was talking to my coaching clients the other day and I was comparing it to, it's like the urge to go to the bathroom. Like no one, okay, there probably is someone that has a fear around that, but generally we're not afraid of that. Um, it's just a signal from our body. And so if I feel that psychological hunger, I use it as a signpost to tell me, hang on. And I just asked myself the question, have I been restricting? Is there somewhere where I've been, you know, not giving myself what I want? Is there somewhere where I've been, you know, in the back of my mind somewhere thinking about less? Generally, this isn't a problem for me these days, but uh, it, it can still come up. So, so that's how I think about it. It's like really just see it as a tool. I'm not afraid of it. And I just get curious about what's driving this urge. So then what can you do instead, of course, if you are if you think that you have been falling into this trap of eating less and restricting and stoking your hunger, psychological hunger tiger? Well, the thing to do here is just to really learn, just to trust yourself and just decide to stop micromanaging your, your food intake. So stop weighing things, stop counting things, stop trying to get your brain to tell your body how much to eat and st learn to listen to your body instead and really focus on learning this skill of stopping when you've had enough. You know, always aim to be eating enough and feeling satisfied and just completely forget about trying to eat less and just trust that when you do this, the psychology will work in your favor and everything will fall into place just like it did for Michael Graziano. 
So our key takeaway for today is really just stops restricting, stop micromanaging, stop poking tigers with sticks, really focus on enough and not less. And just know that you can do this. Like, yeah, I've done it for myself. I've helped so many people do it and you can do it as well. Uh, But if you'd like my personal help to learn to listen to your body and stop when you've had enough, then I invite you to join the Naturally Healthy Club, which is my six-month coaching group. We enroll twice a year. For more details, go to the Stone soup.com. And if you click on the coaching tab, you'll find out all about what's going on there. And I'll include some resources with the the show notes for this. Uh, So I'll link to that original article about the psychology of hunger. So if you want more details, definitely check that out. And I will catch you next week. Bye. Before you go, this is the best part. So if you enjoyed Joyful Eating, subscribe to the podcast and I'd love to send you a copy of my free cookbook called Six Ingredients, 20 Minutes, Simple Whole Foods for Joyful Weeknight Dinners. It's full of easy recipes so delicious they'll satisfy even the biggest food snob. Just Google Stone Soup and you'll find it.